You're listening to the You're Such a Catch podcast with your host, Aaron, <laughs> whose journey in dating and relationships is on full display for your empowerment, education, and honestly, your entertainment too. Welcome to You're Such a Catch. It's your girl, Aaron here. How's everyone doing? Are we all swiping right, dating up a storm now that the world is opening up? I hope everyone is in their flow and nothing but abundance and great things are coming your way. Yes, we still got some time in 2021 to manifest a man, a new job, a home, a crazy once in a lifetime experience. You know, my mind is set on some amazing things. If you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button so we can take our relationship to the next level. I want to be your BFF. And while you're at it, follow me at You're Such a Catch on social. Slide into my DMs and let a sister know you tune into the pod. I will gladly follow back. In fact, that's exactly how I met today's guest, who has become one of my closest friends. You're Such a Catch launched October 1st, 2019. On October 17th, Dion McGill submitted a form on my website. Now, you guys, I was new to the game. <laughs> Hell, I'm still new to the game. I didn't realize my website emails were going to my personal email address. Aaron at YouresuchACatch.com didn't exist until after the site launched. Rookie mistake, so I missed it. I left the guy on red. It was obviously unintentional, but a couple weeks later, yes, a couple weeks, sadly, not a couple days, <laughs> I saw his message and I appreciated his feedback so much. I loved his sense of humor and I wrote him back, of course, leading with an apology. I had no idea that this form submission would lead to a genuine friendship, a bond, and what he coined our pattern family. Let's go into how we met because I often think back to that time and I'm like, if you wouldn't have freaking emailed me, we would we would not be here right now. So, okay. Do you want me to tell the true, true story or just like the roundabout story? I want you to tell the true, true story. Okay. Wait, so what the is this? There's a false story? Right. There's a, right. Definitely. Oh yeah, for sure. Let's be real. Okay. We're like, this is, you're such a cat. Let's okay. be real now. I saw something <laughs> of yours on Instagram. Okay. I don't remember if it was on my personal Instagram or my podcast Instagram. And I was like, damn, damn, she's cute. You know, you know, like the real, you know, I'm like, damn. And it was like, oh, check out this podcast. And I was just kind of like, all right, let me check this out. And then when I checked it out, right, I, I think I, it was because I remember I was cooking. Uh-huh. I was doing some HelloFresh. I was cooking. I was chopping everything. So I fired up your like episode one of your podcast. And I was just like listening to it. I had my headphones on. And I was just like, oh, damn. Like you were so good. Like that for, and then someone asked me recently, like, I always talk about your podcast. And I'm like, oh, if you're dating, if you're getting back into dating relationships, you should listen to this podcast. And someone was like, which episode should I listen to? I say, listen to episode number one. <laughs> It just lays out everything, and Aaron has this. And I remember listening to the episode, and I, t- I, I like called my friend Heather, and you actually you made reference to Heather in the past. You, yeah. you know who she is. And I was like, Heather, I just listened to this podcast, and it was so good. And then she was like, Oh yeah, and I'm like, and she's so cute. Like nobody wants to look at me. Like she, you know, say like, let's be real. And so, but you, like you had this mastery of creating intimacy, just pulled you in. And I was like, I don't do that. Like I either need to learn how to do that or I'm kind of screwed at this moment. So I need to figure that out. And that was kind of, and that was it. And so I remember emailing you, but I don't even remember what the email said. And I think at that time I was like, man, let me, let me slide up in her, her, her inbox. <laughs> Let's see what's, if we. Let's see what's cracking. If we could be friends, that's great. But uh, she says she's divorced. Let's just go ahead and bing, 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 bing. And yeah, and then I didn't hear from you, which was, I was like, I, I didn't expect to. You didn't expect me to write back? Hell no. Some weirdo from Chicago sliding in my inbox, probably talking some woo, woo, woo bullshit. Let's. Oh, do you need to edit that? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Why and, uh, are you sorry? I don't want to use any language that's not allowed on. on <laughs> oh my goodness, we can say whatever we want. And when I actually heard back from you, I was like, then I was like, oh, <laughs> like that's the real. The real story is there was always an undertone of like, let me slide in, but let me slide in, right? <laughs> I'm like, oh. well, I felt so bad because 
I just remember like it was early on in my journey. I didn't know what the hell I was doing, right? Like, I mean, <laughs> I could barely plug a microphone into whatever this little contraption is that it goes through to record. And I was just like getting my website set up and like doing all these things, right? That I had no idea. I still don't know what I'm doing. And I remember logging into my personal email and being like, what's this? And then I was like, oh shoot, my website emails are going to my personal email, which I hadn't touched. Because I'm that person <laughs> that ha- always has like a bazillion notifications on their phone. Like there's two types of people in this world, right? There's the type that like bring it down and don't like any notifications showing, no red on their, their home screen. And then there's me who has like a bazillion and seven. Uh, people have the thousands. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm there. I'm in that club. Yeah. So, I mean, we're in it together. And so when I got this email though, I was like, oh my gosh, like this guy is so nice. He wrote me. He took the time to like sit down and like put his thoughts into this email. And I've left him on red for, it It had to have been weeks, right? A couple of weeks. It was, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I felt like the biggest asshole. And it was all because I was monitoring the one that was tied to the website, but my personal. And I was just like, yeah, whatever. But then I wrote you back and you were so kind and like totally didn't give me a hard time for taking forever. And I don't even know where we went from there because we just had a beautiful like friendship blossom, like right from the, the jump. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're you're a very nice person. We were kind of in the same place at the same time, both mm-hmm. kind of starting these podcasts. I didn't even have a website at that time. I think I totally like copy yours. You know, so, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so we were kind of like very similar positions, and yeah, and you were just super as you always are. You're super personable, and I was very smitten as I always am when I'm interacting with you. And so that was kind of like, oh, cool. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. Here we are. Oh, here we are. I mean, and I've learned so much from you over, I guess we've we've almost been friends for two years now, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. But I mean, we have had some deep discussions. We have talked about a lot of things. And like, it's so funny because certain key moments like stick out in my head, things that you've shared or whatever. But like, I wouldn't have gotten through COVID. Like I remember, and your hair was so much shorter. Like if you remember the beginning of COVID, when I invited you to that, that we did a Zoom party, your hair was so short. Like I came across the screenshot that I took of that, that party. So that was, remember that was Cora Boyd's. You uh, with the moo moo. Yes, I remember. Yes, I, I was I was Maria Vamanos. And oh my God. <laughs> because that was that was such at the beginning. And I didn't realize like it kept your name on Zoom. So yeah. when I would log into Zooms after that, people were like, Who's Maria? And I was like, Oh, that's that's my alter ego. Like, I mean, one of the many. Yeah. But yeah, and you've I mean, you've been with me through Shirley, Phyllis, and now Crystal. Absolutely. My weaves. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and I yeah, that was a Cora Boyd party, which was so much fun because they had the multiple rooms and we were and we yes. danced our asses off. Oh, we did. I wore my dragon onesie. I have a dragon onesie, ladies, just so we're Yes, clear. I know. It's a good time. Oh my <laughs> and, god. Uh, yeah, it was a great time. Yeah. And you were, as always, a wonderful, wonderful uh company. So yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That that was probably like the beginning, I think, of when we started to really like get closer and like get to know each other a little bit better. And then we developed this relationship on Marco Polo, which God knows, like Dion has seen me like at my worst, like <laughs> no makeup, crazy hair, sideburns. Remember, like I, my sideburns, my non-sideburns. Like, I think he's seen me with a mustache. Um It's a possibility. It's a possibility. It's okay. <laughs> it's natural. It happens. Oh my God. But you would always be so kind and you would just be like just be yourself Aaron. and I love that about you because I think that's an important like lesson for everybody to learn and sometimes we don't feel comfortable like we think we need to be something that we're not with other people even in our friends groups like I, I'm thinking to myself right now right I'm getting ready to pack to go on a trip and I like have this urge to feel like I need to go get a certain outfit or you, you know what I mean like like do something extra. And I'm like, why? These are my friends that I hang out with all the time who love me for who I am. Why do I feel the need to step outside of that? You know, you know, over the time we've gotten to know each other, it's very clear. We come from totally different places. 
mm-hmm. and very different background. I'm like almost on the opposite end. I'm always constantly underselling myself. I always tell people at work, like this is actually a thing I say at work sometimes, like things that happen. And mm-hmm. then there's this moment where I'm just like, okay, let's uncork and let's just go ahead and let it out. Yeah. And then people are looking at me like, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not as dumb as I've led you to believe I am. <laughs> if you spend time with me professionally, you'll hear I always say like, oh, I don't understand that a lot. And I'm kind of like, I've taught a class on this. I understand it, but that's cool. Let's just roll with this. My friends tell me not to use the term lowbrow. <laughs> Wait, I don't even know what that means. It's like like the uh, the exact opposite of like kind of like sophisticated and like high maintenance, right? I'm the the polar opposite of that. Like if I could live my entire life in jeans and a t-shirt, that would be it. For me, you know, if my friends see me in a tie, they're like, oh, wow, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm like, that's right. Y'all didn't know I could dress like this, but ha, so what? But like, yeah, I mean, your friends will, if you're, if they're your friends, will love you as you are. And for me, I just kind of live that life where I kind of always like lowball it and undersell <laughs> so, so that yeah, I can surprise which is, them. Which is interesting because I feel like you're very humble, but sometimes like I, I think you need to like toot your own horn because I don't think you give yourself the credit. And I often have wondered like, with relationships with you if that doesn't work in your favor? Probably doesn't. Mm-hmm. I kind of look at it like this, like anybody who's going to date me, right? Uh-huh. They need to date th- this version of me, right? Okay. <laughs> you can't see my hands like, but they need to date this version of me. If you can be willing to date that guy, a guy who's in jeans and t-shirts, he's kind of like looking like he doesn't know what the fuck's going on, yada, yada, then, you know, you're going to get surprised when I suddenly rise to this occasion. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm intelligent. I can talk about those. I don't want to talk about certain things, whatever, but I can. And I'm very plugged into what's going on in the world. We've had many conversations about current events and many. such. You have educated me many a time but because I do not keep up on current events like you do. I'm sure it does not play in my favor. There's no pictures on my dating profile of me in a tie or me, X, Y. And like, I'm like, no, nah, I'm it's good. It's interesting you're, <laughs> you're talking about your attire so much because I'm trying to like think about the quality. It, well, and, and, I, and I've been talking about this a lot. Like mm-hmm. I think for me, the older I got, the more I morph from like the aesthetic to really like the mind and, and like the innate like characteristics and traits that make somebody who they are because your looks can come and go right and and like a wardrobe can be changed if it even needs to be changed but like the things that make you who you are at your core like the things that I love and value about you have nothing to do with the way you dress and I mean I also think like you wear fun shirts like (laughs) all the time all the time time. you know Chicago is very much a like I don't even know the words for like Chicago is just one of those towns right where, like, if you don't dress sharp, you know what I'm saying? It's, mm. it's, it, I don't want to say it's materialistic, but I will. In a, way, in a lot of ways, Chicago's a very materialistic town, right? Yeah. Okay, I'll give you that because when I was in Chicago for my mm-hmm. girlfriend's wedding, we went to the Hoxton. Is that yes. what it's called? The Hoxton Hotel. And I will say, at that time, I was, I was single. And I will give you this because... I remember being at the bar. So that hotel has three bars. They have underground, like whatever you want to call it, like hidden speakeasy. Yeah. Then then they have the pool bar and then they have the regular lobby bar. And every single man that was at that bar was wearing a suit with a pocket square. And I don't even see that here in LA. So I live in the beach area, as you know, which most of the men wear jeans and a t-shirt, just like you with flip-flops. Right. So, yeah, but okay, so Chicago is a different demographic. So, yeah, um, keep going on that because that's so, you, yeah, it makes I'm sense sorry. a little bit more now. Yeah. Yeah, like, but what you just described is so Chicago, right? If I'm going to go downtown with the purpose of going to a bar to socialize, you better have on, right, a suit, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like the, the pocket squares, the tie. And that's, that's fine for people that that's their thing. And it's actually really funny because I told myself in 2020, and we all know how that year worked out. But I told myself, I said, you know what? For a year, you are going to change your entire like wardrobe and aesthetic. Okay. And so it was really funny because I love waistcoats, vests. I love vests. And I love pocket watches. So I was okay. like, you know what? You love pocket watches. You love vests. I said, so you're just gonna, that's what you're going to wear. You're going to like wear nice, you know, dress pants. You got to adopt that 
persona, that dude. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do this for a year. And that was so my plan for 2020. And obviously 2020 goes off the rails. For, so I own three pocket watches and I don't own one vest. But <laughs> Okay, the vest is an interesting thing. And I will say I, within the last couple of years, went on a date with a man who was wearing a vest. And yeah. I, I mean, again, I think I'm looking more at the person as a whole and yeah. not so much at their wardrobe. But I thought it was a very interesting choice. Like, I love it. You love it. That's love so it. With funny. With a nice tie. You know what I'm saying? You, you just get gussied up. To me, and it was funny, I was telling someone this today. My friend Veronica, we talk a lot. She's dating now and, and such. And I was telling her, I said, for me, dressing up is like, I'm like, I'm a, like, for me, dressing up is almost like Batman putting on his costume, right? I might as well be, like, to me, it's a completely foreign thing to who I am, right? Mm-hmm. So it's almost like putting a costume on. But like, here in this city is very valued. You, like, that's how I see how I see it. If I did that, would I would like dating go better for me? Probably. <laughs> okay, so let's unpack that a little bit more. So when you go on a first date with somebody, how much effort are we putting into our outfit that we wear? And what are we wearing? Like, do we have a go-to first date outfit? Absolutely oh, no. not. No. Okay. No. We'd wear something I'd wear, I'd wear to work. So Okay. Some slacks. So in, okay. A button-down shirt. Uh-huh. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. And and do you feel like you're doing that to to appease the other person? Or oh, like Yeah, yeah. We don't wanna really? yeah. Yeah, we're just gonna drag the bar on the ground. Let's not do that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an adult. I've been around long enough to know, right? You know what I'm saying? Let's not just drag the bar on the ground like fuck it. We're just gonna do I'm gonna show up in jeans and a t-shirt. Which happens sometimes, you know, like I've had dates where they're like, oh, let's, you know, let's meet up for coffee. And I'm like, well, they're going to get me as I am. And I got yeah. my like, there is something to this. We all know. We are adults. Let's be honest. We know that like, was it 85% of that first date is that first visual, right? When you come around, you come in that door and that person sees you, they're making definite decisions about whether they're going to see you again, whether they're going to sleep with you, all those things. So you kind of have to be like. All right, let's play the game, which is why I hate dating. I hate dating, right? Oh, I feel like it's just Dion, like a I big old, just, mm. uh, It's fine. It's fine. But I hate <sighs> everyone knows I hate dating. I hate dating. <laughs> I'm bad at it. I'm too honest. I'm just too everything for dating. And then it's just like the game of all that stuff. All that stuff. Well, you know why I think you hate it? Because you're not showing up as your true authentic self. Because you think that you have to be something that you're not. You're probably right. <laughs> but like like now, it's funny. Like I say this, I hate dating, but my dates are always like very pleasant and very positive. I'm just me. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, hey, whoa. I'm a lot. I'll admit it. <laughs> so like, but you're a lot in a great way. And you're a great yeah. conversationalist. And oh, well, thank you. You are. And I think maybe if you didn't put so much pressure on yourself and you just showed up how you want to show up, which is in a jeans and T-shirt, then I think you would have a better vibe with it. And sometimes I do that. It just depends. So I just had I just had a date this weekend with a, a young lady that I've been, I don't know the word, seeing, seeing mm-hmm. for months now. She's very reticent to enter in a relationship with me. Like, that's very obvious. <laughs> So, which is why we've been seeing each other for months. It's very much like casting the reel, and I've just been fighting to get it, get the fish out the water for like six months now, uh-huh. which is fine, right? That's cool. But I just asked, there's this young lady that I also know, and she, I mean, she's just amazing. She's she's intelligent, she's sweet, she's beautiful. And I finally knuckled up and I was like, because I was kind of like, you know how like you try to do the subtle, let's dig, go on a date thing, but you try to be very subtle about it. And like, I don't think she was picking up the vibe because like a date with like what was I thought was going to be a date turned into this group thing. And I was like, oh, I don't care about these motherfuckers. Like, like, I, yeah. I wanted to talk to you, you know? Yeah. And like, so one on one. Right. So finally, I was like, hey, would you like to go on a date with me? And she was like, yeah, I'd love to go on a date with you. And I was just like, Rah. so it hasn't happened yet. It's going to. She's traveling, so when she's back in town, then we're supposed to go on a date. I'm super excited about this, so I'm going to, I don't know. We're going to be doing the the pelican date, the, the mating dance of the peacocks. Okay, so what's the game plan? Walk me through what I, this date is going to be. I don't know. It, 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 this is what, this is. I think ideally in my head, what would be the perfect first date is we'd go roller skating, 
Oh, um, okay. Roller skating I love is this. fun. Yeah, we're not roller skating in a vest and no, suit no. This, pants. This is gonna be, see, that's the excuse to have uh-huh. jeans and t-shirt. Right, let's do this. There's, there's no need, no excuse needed. You can no just excuses show up needed. Out. Yeah, there oh, you, you go. Oh, you got a point okay. there. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then after that, let's do dinner. And then like, let's pick some brains. Let's chat. And then and go from there. I love that. I think anytime a man puts forth effort, like, and doesn't just do what I think is kind of like the easy way out is like, let's meet at a bar, have a drink, let's go just have dinner. But like doing an actual activity, I think creates more of a bond. You're going to have things that come up, right? Especially like roller skating, like something is going to happen. You're going to have inside jokes. Like it's a physical activity. So you're doing that. You might have the opportunity to like rescue her if she goes to like fall or something. There's like little things that can happen that are so much more special than just sitting across from each other at a booth. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So I'm super excited. I was telling my friend Veronica today, I'm like, I asked that girl out. She's like, finally. I'm like, yeah. She said, yeah. And now she, and so Veronica and Veronica's old, old school. So Veronica's like, are you gonna get her flowers? I'm like, I might I might oh. get a rose or two. We, we might make this happen. All right. We might go yeah. that route. So we'll see. We'll You'll see. see. Okay. Oh my gosh. Well, you're gonna have to give us the lowdown of what happened. You know. <laughs> it was your dad against the top full of Rishi Low. No. <laughs> <laughs> she, she was like, I don't have to stand for this. Were you at all worried that she might say no? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But oh, I really, yeah. which is why I had never, I hadn't up to this point like directly asked her because this has been like a few weeks. Doing uh-huh. the. Did you ask her in person? No, no, no. Facebook. Over. Facebook. <laughs> I think it was Facebook. My God, Dion. Maybe like, text. I don't okay. know. I have to look at my phone. It might be a text message. This is going to turn into a full on coaching session. I'm going to be is, like, a, oh I'm gosh. a hot mess. But you know what? You're not I'm, a hot mess. I'm, but but here's the thing. This is where a little bit of confidence and not being that total humble Dion would come into play because maybe this girl has been waiting for weeks for you to ask her out. And now you finally do it, but you do it through this like backdoor way. Like, See, this we is want the, the man to show up. Yeah, tell me the this issue. This is the issue, Aaron, because you're so like, I kind of see you and I'm just kind of like, eh. But like, I feel like there are people who would totally be like, that motherfucker ain't humble. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I have friends who would totally be like, well, humble. I thought, you know what I'm saying? Because like, I don't know. It's just weird. Like, there are certain situations where I do it. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? I, know, I, I feel I have a very accurate appraisal of who I am. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I, and there are things I know I know, things I know I don't know. And so somewhere in the middle, you know what I'm saying? And I deal, I think I deal with a lot of insecurities, like a mm-hmm. lot of people. Right. I deal with a lot. Mm-hmm. Of, it was funny. I actually saw someone post a meme today and they said, like, it was so weird being like made fun of for your looks as a kid and then having mm-hmm. people being attracted to you as an adult. And mm-hmm. like, there's something real to that. Right. right. It's kind of like, I met this young lady. Right. And like, one of the first things she said, she was like, man, you're so cute. And I was like, yeah, I kind of am. <laughs> like, there's that moment where you're kind of like, am I? Oh, yeah. I guess I am kind of cute, right? But then, like, and they're definitely friends. They'll be like, who, who would, like, tell you? Like, I'll be like, because I always say, like, like me and Veronica are very close friends. Mm-hmm. And I'm very, like, open and honest with Veronica. And Veronica's like, she'll be like, she'll say something. I'm like, Veronica, any woman who dates me, she should be, like, on her knees, kissing the ground. Like, I got to go on a date with Dia McGill because that motherfucker's one step from God. And she's like, oh. <laughs> she goes, one step from God, huh? I'm like, ah, girl, you don't know who you're messing with. You know what I'm saying? Like, there are those moments where I'm, like, feeling myself so, so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Ridiculous, but maybe lead with a little of that energy. We we all, I think we all sway on some spectrum. Yeah. Like I've seen you in days when you weren't feeling yourself. And oh, then I've yeah. seen you in days when you were definitely feeling yourself. And so I think like, I just kind of sway on this spectrum very freely because from day to day it changes. And I'm just kind of like, like this hair, like I know your, your listeners can't see, but I have this hair that is the longest it has ever been in my life. Everyone thought I was balding. I'm not balding. I just have, I have a lot of hair. And like some Wait, days why I'm did like, people think you were balding just because well, you had a shaved head? Yeah, I was, I, okay. and I, I think most people assume if you shave your head because you, you, you can't grow Got it, it right? okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I shaved it because of the, because of the military. It was just. Habit, force a habit, yeah. something I, I was used to. Like some days I look at, it, I'm like, yeah, 
I'm like, I like my hair. That's awesome. Yeah. And then some days I'm like, oh, I should just cut it. I should cut it today. I should just be. <laughs> No, you're not going to cut the hair. I already told you that. You're not cutting the hair. The hair is so much personality and the hair is oh, well, so fun. You. It's a conversation piece in and of itself. Yeah, it's it's all right. It, it works. It works for now. I love the fact that you notice you can't see the headphones through the hair. That's how yeah, long it can. is now. Yeah, you can. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. It's, when I'm it's, at the gym, I'm like, oh, you can't even tell. Like, I can't even see that. That's awesome. So, yeah. Are you using the tennis racket or the sponge on it? Neither. No, it's, this is this is wild and free. You can't. You it's can't wild and this. free. Oh my it's gosh. not about to be whipped in a shape. Uh-huh. It's just doing. I'm doing the Don King thing. We just go. <laughs> We're going with it. We're going with it. Moisturize it and run. That's it. Do you ever have any sort of fear or apprehension about like your podcast and what you've shared on your episodes when it comes to dating? Just like being that open and and vulnerable with what's going on in your life and yes and no. I think I've said this statement to you. Like this was like I think with episode one of my podcast because the episode one was about polygamy, right? So mm-hmm. I was talking to someone who was in a not poly. I'm so sorry. No, no, it was it's polyamory, polyamory right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so, I was like, wait a minute. I was like, that's wrong. Right. We're not talking about big love here. Right. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute. They're not polygamists. They're but polyamory. Yeah. And I was, and it's funny because like I always say, I'm like. I would love to be in a relationship, but then on the flip side, like one vagina for the rest of my life is like a terrifying thought. And it's just like that thought, like, oh, this is the only one you're going to sleep with from here on out. And I'm just, it like makes me twitch. Like, <laughs> I'm not, I have nightmares at night, like, oh, Jesus. And so that's like really? something I need to reconcile. Like- that has that much of an effect on you? Like, oh, like oh, knowing yeah. that it's you- terrifying. Really? Why? Ask any man. Ask any man. Terrifying. If someone said, you know what? Here, here's ice cream. I love ice cream. Like, I'm a, I'm a uh-huh. fat kid, born and raised. So, like, here's vanilla ice cream. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'll do some vanilla. And they go, that's the only ice cream you're ever going to have for the rest of your life. I'm going to be like, oh, oh, wait, slow now. No, no. Right? If you told me, here's pizza. Here's the best pizza in the world. I'm like, oh, I love pizza. And you're like, oh, this is the only pizza you're ever going to have. I'm going to flip out. And so, to me, it, like, is no different, right? Mm. But it's one of those things you have to reconcile, right? Because Yeah. I actually think that was like, I think that was a Dave Navarro uh, reference, like with Carmen Electra. Do you remember that? No. He said, correct me if I'm wrong, maybe I have the wrong person, but he cheated on her, right? That sounds about right. Yeah. So so (laughs) I I think the quote was, if you were to eat a burger every single day, like eventually you're going to want a piece of pizza. Like that was the, yeah. And, and, but that's very interesting to me. And I think that's something that I'd like to dive into a little bit more because if you're going into a relationship with somebody, most people want to be in a monogamous relationship, right? I mean, most people, that's the desire. And obviously there are people who choose a different lifestyle, but I don't think, and I, and if I remember from um, that episode of yours, typically those situations, situations where it's not just a one-on-one, they typically have a falling out because it's hard to watch your person be with other people. I'm sure it is. I dated a woman who was in a polyamorous marriage. She's no longer in that marriage. I don't know the, mm-hmm. the background behind that story. Yeah, but like like most of my relationships have been monogamous, right? Mm-hmm. I think monogamy is a, is a total sham. I think it's a jip. I think it's like the most unnatural thing to most to, to like humans in general but okay. I do it right but I've done it right I do uh-huh. it and I've done it and it's interesting because I always say like like have I have I met a woman where like that thought did not bother me yes mm-hmm. and I will say okay. that has happened right I've met I've met a you know a woman that I was like oh my god if that's the only vagina I'm gonna have the rest of my life I'm in like like mm-hmm. she's amazing mm-hmm. she's wonderful whatever that makes her her that I'm like okay I'm cool and I think that's part of being in a relationship right like meeting someone that you're just like okay I'm ready to close down shop yeah. and I just want to mm-hmm. be with this person and that that's great but I think part of it is you have to find that person and mm-hmm. I and I feel like a lot of times people go into relationships with people that's not that person. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of, and I think that's part of what I've tried to avoid. And I've been, man, I've been single for for a few years now, you know what I'm saying? But like, yeah. then I look at people who are getting divorced or people who are like complaining about their significant other. And I'm like, I just think you may be in a relationship with the wrong person. And I just really want to avoid that. So, so yeah. So I know if I find a woman that I'm really, really into, then it won't be an issue. I'm not going to be like, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
Well, I maybe wouldn't lead with with that. With, with maybe you might be the one to change my way what, of thinking. What vagina scares me? No, yeah, you definitely keep that for later. You know? And it's funny because women were asked to listen to my podcast, and I'm, I don't know if you want to do that. Like I feel like oh. I, might be, I might be a little too honest. You know what I'm saying? You might want to get to know me first. I mean, honesty is the best policy, but I think too, like maybe but, there's something there. But you know what though. And this is what I'll say about that and about relationships. Okay, I okay. want to be in a relationship when I can, where I can express that opinion mm-hmm. and won't be punished for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I have a friend, and she's, like, she's one of those people, like, if her significant other was to show attraction to any other woman, she'd flip her lid. And I'm mm. like, it's unrealistic. He's, mm-hmm. he's going to be attracted to other women, right? Like, and, and you should... Um, you should create a culture within your relationship where you can express that. You go, oh, mm-hmm. I like that dress. Oh, wow, she's a really pretty lady, or whatever the case may be, right? And like yeah. that doesn't have to that doesn't have to be a negative. It doesn't have to be a negative statement. Does she feel that way because she feels threatened by so. by the I other think- woman? And and is that an insecurity that has come up from the relationship, or you think it existed before? I think it's a, a insecurity that exists before, probably. I don't want to be in that situation. I would like to find someone where I can be honest and be open, right? And yeah. and not be... To me, like, if my significant other comes to me and she's like, that guy right there is sexy as fuck, I'm using that later tonight. You know what I'm saying? That's like, that's like my ammunition. Like, so tell me about that dude. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, that's where my mind's at. Like, tell me about that guy. What'd you like about him? You know, yeah. like... You know what I'm saying? And in the morning, I'm like, I want to write that guy a thank you letter. He just <laughs> spiced up my night. That was awesome. <laughs> I hope yeah. you see him again. Like, that's where I'm at. Because, like, intimacy is is supposed to be playful and fun and, and all these different things. And so, yeah. So, I probably wouldn't lead with that. But yeah. it's definitely. But I agree. You have to be able to be your authentic self and to share openly. Because if you, if you were keeping that from somebody, too, I don't think that's fair either. You know what yeah. I mean? And then they find out down the road and maybe it doesn't align or whatever. But I also think what I'm hearing a little bit of a theme of is maybe like a fear of committing to one person. And I know I was in that boat for a long time because I was so fearful of like making the same mistake, like repeating history. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I've already repeated history a couple of times. Like when my girlfriend told me that my healthiest relationship was the relationship that I I had my last relationship pre my six year single, I was like, whoa, that's that that's a like lot, it, yeah. It, it yeah, because that relationship was not healthy at all. Yeah. And I think then there was all these little things that I had to work through, like me telling myself I'm not good at relationships. I mean, even even now, like I'm like, whoa, they're just hard to navigate through. Yeah. But I also believe like there's something really beautiful about them if you can communicate and be yourself. And if somebody can accept you for who you are, yeah. and then you can work through things and like, yeah. But now, you don't I will think- say, I Go think ahead. I'm a kick-ass boyfriend. Like I, I'm awesome. I'm an awesome yeah. boyfriend. I don't give a shit what what makes said. you an awesome boyfriend? I'm caring and I'm attentive. You know what I'm saying? Like, because a relationship is about fostering right, each other, right? Like, mm-hmm. we're we're uplifting each other. I mean, to me, like, being a relationship is, is similar to any of my other relationships, right? If you if if we're rolling together, right, it's, it's to uplift each other, right, and to to kind of like find this mutual beneficial whatever it is. And so, for, in a relationship, to me, it's really no different, right? I'm here, and and like I'm like I love to communicate. I like to communicate, like which is has been an evolution over years, right? I have not always been a grand communicator, and mm-hmm. now I'm much better at that. So I'm like let's talk, and and I want to get to know the person, and I want to like support her and the thing she's doing, and hopefully she'll do the same for me, you know. And occasionally I'm gonna put the little sticky note on the refrigerator like hey girl what's up you haven't heard today you you want that in a bag of chips yeah. like all those things as my daughters even tell me today like i'm super cheesy that's the one thing they hate about me they hate that about you <laughs> you're so you're so cheesy dad yes i, yes, I am they need and to I'm embrace no different the in a relationship. cheese they need oh, to I'm, embrace I'm super that cheese. cheese but i was raised yeah. in the 80s everybody in the 80s is cheesy like yeah, that's what we were raised like on we're raised on family ties and, and the Cosby yeah. show. We're all cheesy. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm not super centered on me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When it comes to a relationship, that's not, my focus is not me mm-hmm. in a relationship. I don't think that's supposed to be your focus. Focus is supposed to be on us. 
And so, yeah, I do all that really well. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty good. Boy. Well, I kind of remember from when Susan read your face for the first time and she said, you're such a giver and like anybody who ends up with you is going to be a very lucky lady. And then yeah. I felt like she was kind of making her stake in the game, but you let that one like, whoo. It went over my head. I was, you know, what's one thing I learned <laughs> recently, I am awful at reading, I don't even know, is, is, I don't know if the word is subtext, but like, like things like that. Like if a woman is showing like interest, it goes mm-hmm. completely. If she doesn't like outright be like, hey, like I'm interested. Like over the head with a two by four. It goes way over my head. And I'm like, like, a perfect example. So this young lady I asked out recently, we were, we were posting on something on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And one of her comments, I posted something and she posted, she goes like, you're my favorite. And I was like, is that flirting? I don't know. There's a heart. I sat there for like three minutes like, is she flirting with me? I don't know. Is she flirting with me? I don't know. Like, I'm like, and I'm totally one of those dudes that ask everybody, is she flirting with me? Like, they're like, fuck, dude. And what did people say? Yes. My friend was like, she's flirting. I was like, oh, okay. And that's when I asked her out. Like, I asked her out like maybe an hour later. And then you're waiting two weeks to ask this girl I'm out. I'm so this sad. This girl has been waiting every single day. She's been that's, like, when that's my is kryptonite. she going to ask me out? Subtlety goes right over my, you oh, can't be subtle with me. No. And I, oh looking back on it, maybe Susan was flirting a little bit. But <laughs> looking I, back I on would, it, I you would think know. <laughs> all these moments are documented. I would oh know. Oh, my God. I'm so sad. Oh, There's my, my sad. That's why I'm single. Because, <laughs> like, oh. the, what's the, it's like the TV show when the guy's like, was I supposed to kiss her? And everyone in the room's like, you were supposed You're to kiss yeah. her. <laughs> For me, yeah. that kiss never happens. Because I'm like, well, good night. <laughs> oh, my God. Awkward. See yeah, you later. You got to do that. Oh. I'm super. It's so weird. I'm super awkward in some things. And that's, like, that's one that's of those things That's one of them. In. We're going to work on that so you don't miss that moment when you go on this date. After you're roller skating and, I don't know, I just see you guys tripping and falling. And now you're, like, whatever and <laughs> she gets frolicking a broken ankle on the... And no, the don't put that out in the universe. No, I'm more... Yeah, you I took it to the hard. hospital. Day's over. <laughs> That is not going to happen. That is not going to happen. You're going to end the date, like, drinking a malt somewhere. I feel like you're going to have, like, a a shake. Like, I don't know, because I got that 50s vibe going. Go to the malt shop. Yeah. (laughs) And then, like, I don't know. You're going to take a dollop of whipped cream. and Not that cheesy. I'm close. That's pretty cheesy. Yeah, not that cheesy. Such a good little rom-com, but... No, my gosh, I could. I could diagnose you even though I'm not a psychologist. I could just break it down and then I feel like you'd be husband up, wifed up, whatever next week. We'll see. I did come out of COVID. I came out of COVID pretty determined that I don't want to be single forever. Okay. So I, I've been putting I forth a lot this. more effort yeah. into dating. And, and so please tell me what that effort that effort is to you. Because I think this is important for women to hear too, the male perspective. Because sometimes women think like, oh, men have the upper hand and all this. But like hearing you, like it's an even playing field. We all deal with the same things, right? Oh, yeah. I, I think, yeah, I think most of it. I mean, I think everyone, right? Deal with insecurities and deal with doubts and deal with... I always joke because I, I, I sometimes wish I, I still had the the energy and mindset I had when I was 20. I'll never forget when I was I was in my 20s. Me and my buddies would go to clubs, whatever. And like, you were like always afraid to ask women out, right? And like, I remember just kind of like wanting to get to the base of that. Like, why? And it's all because of fear of rejection. And I'll never mm-hmm. forget. I say, I told my buddy uh, at the time, his, his uh, buddy TJ, I said, you know what? I'm going to get over my fear of rejection. I'm going to start today. And I remember we went to a club one night and I, you couldn't stop me. I was just going from like, like, Hey, you want a dad? Hey, you want to, Hey, can I buy you? It was just like, and it was just no, no, no. And I was like a hundred. Oh, well, not all of them. It was most of them. And after about that's like probably because they saw you asking all the other girls, <laughs> which is totally okay because that played right into my plan, right? Cause okay. Because after, after like after so many no's, it just you become impervious. Like, what's another no? That doesn't matter. So then, as years progress, and then you you become a little bit more discerning, right, with mm-hmm. who you're asking and why you're asking. But by the time, because I lived in Germany for a year and a half, by the time I got to Germany, I was like, oh, like I could slide in a club, and I was like, hey. Let me buy you. Like, now I got the, like, the Jodeci voice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I've gone through it all. There's nothing she can say, you know what I'm saying? 
let me buy you a drink. And like, hey, what's your name? Now you know the game. And if she says no, it's not a big deal, right? Because that's really mm -hmm. what reject, right? Rejection, fear of rejection is a fear of no. And once you can get past that fear, then you're like, all right, cool. And it's one of those things that, you know, as you go through phases of your life, things change, circumstances mm -hmm. change. Your insecurities, right, change. They flare up. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they go away. And so it's kind of like now just kind of getting back to that, like, just not being afraid of hearing no. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So. And I'm surprised you've heard no that many times because I even think about like going out with my girlfriends like pre-pandemic and, and being at a happy hour, being in a place where there's going to be a good mix of, of men there and us like really wanting somebody to come and approach our table. And me, I like am not afraid to talk to a brick wall. So oftentimes if I saw somebody who piqued my interest, I would go and introduce myself and get the party started that way. However, what I've learned with that is because the man was not chasing me, I was being too available. It didn't work in my favor. I recount this story. My shining moment forever approaching a woman in a bar occurred in Fairbanks, Alaska. I lived mm -hmm. in Alaska for two years. And me and a bunch of the teachers went out drinking. So I had like a bunch of Irish car bombs in me. I was feeling really good. And I saw this woman come out the bathroom. She literally had to duck her head to get through the door. She was oh. like 6'11". Uh -huh. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> and All I legs. Like, oh, my God. I, I remember hitting my buddy Matt. I said, you see that girl over there? He's like, how could you miss her? She's like seven feet tall. I was like, I'm going to go talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I slid down the bar. I poked my head between her and her friend. I was like, ladies, I feel like I would be remiss if I didn't introduce myself. I am Dion. And I said, no disrespect to you, madam. I said, but I want to ask you out to dinner. And she was like, oh, okay. And I was like, what's your name? It turned out she was like an assistant coach for a basketball, for the one like the university basketball teams. It was a hot mess. But I got her number and I was just like, oh, let me stick that right here and we are out. And I'll talk to you later. And we actually ended up never going out to dinner because her travel schedule was just it too was crazy. So crazy. We were yeah. in the middle of the basketball season. But I'll just never forget that. I was just like, there's no way in the world. I'm not asking that young lady out. And I did. And it was good. It was a good time. It was cool. But it was definitely one of those moments where like, just get over the fear of the no. She says no. Okay, yeah. cool. No disrespect. All right, I'm out. Which Let's I think is great because, I mean, we know the worst case scenario or the worst outcome that can happen is the person says no. So you already know what you're up against, but like, what is the harm in trying? And I think that's the thing with a lot of people who don't want to use online dating apps because they're like, oh, online dating sucks. Like, oh my gosh. And they're like, I'll meet somebody in person, but then they don't have the balls to go and introduce themselves. Yeah. Or if they notice somebody, you know, or, you know, you catch eyes with somebody, there's no effort to go and introduce yourself. And so it's like, well, if you keep on that path, which online dating sucks, and then also I'm going to admire people or see somebody who catches my eye out in public, but I'm not going to do anything about it. You're just stuck in this like little war. And also think about like how that's a story for so many people on so many levels, right? Professionally, mm -hmm. other aspects of our personal life. Like we are, we get so afraid. And it's funny because I just read something the other day and I was like, I was like, and I, I very often write things down. Like I write them down. I'll think about them. Sometimes I put them on a sticky note, put them on my wall. But it was, it was, I, and I don't remember who the person was who who was who posted it or was saying it. But it was just like, just the words, "Why not me?" Right? Mm -hmm. Like, why not me? Why can I not be mm -hmm. X Y? You know? And so, like, I'm really, especially this year. Now we're kind of merging back in the world, and I feel like so many things have been shaken up in so many ways. So I, I am really trying to adopt a why not me mindset, right? Like, why not me? Why? Perfect example: asking this young lady out. Look, any dude in this city could be dating her. Why not me? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Why not I, me? I love that mindset. I think that's great, and that's a great approach to anything, not just dating. It's funny because. So so, so I've been really big on affirmations yes. and like, in like, I've been writing on that note of why not me, I've been writing a lot of things on post-it notes and just sticking them around the house just as a reminder, because so often the doubt and the like negativity can creep into your head, whether you're mm. single in a relationship, whether you're in your dream job or you're trying to like come up on something like there's so many negative things that we tell ourselves all day long, right? It, it's crazy. And so to have a reminder, like I'm going to put, why not me? Yeah. I, I'm going to add that to my affirmations because that's amazing.
And a perfect example, I applied to like my dream job, which yes. is working for a podcast producer for the Chicago NPR affiliate, right? Mm. And every and the first time that job came up, the, the, what they were asking for qualifications, I was completely unqualified. And so I, I don't even remember if I applied at that time or if I let it slide by me. But they've, they've kind of posted it several times, and each time the qualifications kind of shrink down. Because most mm-hmm. people don't have... 10 years of podcasting experience, right? right? Unless you're Joe Rogan or Mark Marin, you're fresh to the game, right? Mm -hmm. And they posted like, oh, three years of experience, a BA, whatever it was. I was like, fuck, why not me? (laughs) Yeah. I was like, as soon as like I clocked out for work, I did that application, wrote the cover letter, sent it in. I'm like, look, I want that job. If anybody's seen it's got to get it, why not? And that's exactly what I said. I said, why not? I talk to myself a lot. Also, if you don't know this about me, when I'm at home alone, I talk to myself a lot. <laughs> so I was like, why not me? Boom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. I want you to take that a step further. And I want you to yes. like make a video with that energy and send it to them. Send them a video of yourself. Let them see your personality. That's the thing, Dion, because because here, like, think about it in terms of dating. When Mm -hmm. you're when you're looking at an online dating profile, it's like, oh, I don't even know what what that is. Like, you don't get someone's personality doesn't come through. Somebody's not as photogenic. Somebody isn't as good of a writer. Maybe they're not a great speller. But maybe they're a fucking awesome person, right? Like, you're a fucking awesome person. Like, your resume is representing you right now. But like that energy that you just came to me with, like your (laughs) excitement for this job. Who else out there is that excited for this job? Like, (laughs) this is could be yours. You know what I mean? Like. Seize the day. Like yeah, you've got no. this. Why not you? You're absolutely right. And yeah, and I think like I'm. That's the mindset I'm trying to. It, it's a it's a struggle, right? Because some mm-hmm. days I'm like, fuck. Right. <laughs> I, I know why you, not. That's being human. <laughs> that's being human. Yeah, absolutely. But and I think that that goes into dating, obviously, and that's like trying to adopt that mindset, and obviously in your professional life. And there's and I think for each of us, there's different ways in which we approach that, right? Because there's some people mm-hmm. that's completely natural too. You listen oh, yeah. to those Jocko Willinks. You listen to those people who were they were just born to be like, I want it all. I deserve it all. They just live that mindset and. All that all of us, that's not necessarily how we all approach life, right? So But I would I would venture to say that behind closed doors, when you can't see into their, oh, I'm sure. their inner world, they have that same thing. I mean, imposter syndrome, like let's break that oh, down a little real. bit. Like every single person on this planet like has that to some degree. I mean oh, I've, been, I've been hearing that that theme from some really prolific people and I'm like, yeah. whoa, like I have that thought. They have that thought. They have like seven New York Times bestsellers. How do they have that thought? Even, but they right, do. Right. It's crazy. We're all the same. Even when you're on top of the world, people have that thought. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. and it's always interesting to, to hear that. I actually just started listening to another podcast called How I Built This. I don't Ooh. know if you've ever listened to it. Someone I never, it's the NPR podcast. I never heard of it, but they basically talk with people who built empires, whatever that is. Ooh, so yeah. I actually, someone suggested it to me because I was, I'm very intrigued by Ben and Jerry. So mm-hmm. one of the, like, they, like one of the first episodes back in like 2017 was Ben and Jerry telling how they built their company, right? It's just, mm-hmm. and that's all it is. It's just the lady who, Jenny, lady who built Jenny's ice cream, it's Jenny sitting and just talking about how she, you know, it's just kind of them recounting this, this journey. Yeah. And it's interesting to hear how like, they're like, oh, you know, <laughs> like, like there were moments there- where they're like, we're not going to make it, you know, and just, yeah. and it definitely helps. As a reminder, right, even the, mm-hmm. the biggest people in the world, in whatever industry, right, have those moments where they failed, those mm-hmm. moments where they were like, oh, we're going to fail, mm-hmm. and everything in between. So, yeah, it's always a great reminder. Yeah, something you need to also remember as you're building this up. Yeah. Obviously, you know, we're all familiar, most of us familiar with The Rock and his $7 story, right? He has $7 in his pocket. Oh my God, are you in my brain? I was just going (laughs) to say that. I was just going to say that. That story, like, I mean, I remind myself of that almost daily. Yeah, you know. Because it's like, he had seven dollars in his pocket. Seven dollars in his pocket. Seven dollars in his pocket. I don't know, and not to, not to like... There's an, I don't know if you like wrestling at all. There, I actually listened to, I don't know, I've been very sentimental as of late. Like, and I listened to this speech recently with this wrestler, Diamond Dallas Page. He's a former wrestler. 
He happened to post this speech from when he was inducted into the, the Hall of Fame for wrestling, right? The WWE Hall of Fame. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I just happened to like click it. And I was like, okay, whatever. Because he's a very inspirational character, right? If you know his mm-hmm. like current history, what he's doing now, he's very inspirational, very interesting. And he, in this speech, he was telling how like everyone laughed at him, right? Because he started wrestling at 35. Most guys are like mm-hmm. trying to transition out of their career. Yeah. He's transitioning in. And he said every day, he said, even my best friends were like, you're going to fail. Quit. Like, just do something else. And he became a huge star, obviously getting into the Hall of Fame and such. And he was just saying how, like, he said, if you say you can or you say you can't, you're right. Mm. I'll send you the speech. It's super inspirational. Like, it's really, really good. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah, you know, just trying to adopt that why not me mentality. So it's it's a struggle. But, you, you know, every day is a new day. Every day is a new day. And you got to do that mental ping pong. So when that thought comes in that you don't deserve it or you're not good enough, you don't have enough experience or she's not going to like you in your jeans and your t-shirt, she's only (laughs) going to settle for a guy with a pocket watch and a vest, then you got to mental ping pong it right back. I love sitting there like, fuck that dude. (laughs) That's why I need jujitsu. I can choke him out. Don't don't you ever forget. (laughs) my God. Oh, my God. I bet you that Mm. dude can't get out of the leg lock. Oh my god, Deanna. I'm ridiculous. I I love you. Ridiculous is good. You're so playful and fun. And you are just such a good, like, spirited person. Like, your energy is so infectious. And, like, that's one thing I've totally appreciated about you because you are, like, everybody's biggest cheerleader. And sometimes I think to myself, like, what did I even do to deserve, like, your friendship and your support in such a way. I mean, you're always promoting the podcast. You're always sharing it and going above and beyond. And you've been in my corner. Like from the moment you coined Potter and Family, like I was like, no, we are. We are a Potter and Family. We're in this together. We started at the same time. Like, and I look for ways every day and I am so hopeful that I got a little something up my sleeve and I really hope it pans out because I cannot say thank you enough. I'll tell you, and that all stems from how I grew up. I've never been really close with my family, even still to the, and for and, and saying family, I mean, it's really just me and my mom. I have, I have some nieces, you know what I'm saying? Like, but for my, like, I'm the last surviving child of my mom's of four. I'm the last mm-hmm. survivor. So I've never been really close with my family, with the exception of my father. And so... Growing up, it was always me and my friends. It was funny. I was watching the movie Stand By Me recently, and I'm like, man, growing up, like, me and my friends were so similar. Yeah. Like, like it was just like this click of, like, five or six cats. I was always the youngest because I always hung out with old, older dudes. And that was how we rolled, whether we were sitting in Josh's living room, whether we were in Calvin's backyard, whether we were in Corey's backyard, Lear's. Like, like I can remember the names. remember mm-hmm. just where we kick it. And, it, like, I just kind of always grew up, and growing up, it was kind of always that thing. I always had my clique of cats, guys and girls, and that's who I rolled with. And yeah. for me, success doesn't really mean anything if you don't have people to enjoy it with, right? Mm-hmm. And so for me, I have very much, like, an all-in, like, it's all-us mentality. I think a lot of people have that, like, zero-sum game mentality, right? If I shine on someone else, it, it diminishes the light that's on me. And I completely disagree, right? Mm-hmm. By uplifting you, I uplift myself. And I don't mean that in a selfish way. Yeah. It's just like, oh, I can tell people how amazing Aaron is. They're going to listen to me or enjoy me regardless, whether they like it or not. They like me or they don't. That's foregone. But I can still show them, like, look how amazing Aaron is. The Nerd Cage Live cats, Mark and Jay. Like, look how amazing these guys are. They're great at what they do. Elizabeth here, random conversations with Elizabeth here in the city. Like, these are podcasts that I listen to all the time myself, right? Mm -hmm. And so to me, it's like... If one of us is successful, that's awesome. If all of us can be successful, that's even better. And so that's just kind of how I've always approached life, right? I'm just always trying to lift the people around me up, you know, saying yeah. and we, we can all be here enjoying the spoils. And so <laughs> that, that's just kind of how I look at it. And so, and it's easy because you're amazing. You're, you're great at what you do. You have been since day one. You've continued to grow and evolve and get better. And it's great to see. So, like, why would I not want other people to enjoy that? I don't really have that kind of selfishness in me. Like, mm-hmm. I may be selfish in other ways. I'm not saying <laughs> I'm not a selfish person, you know what I'm saying? But, like, yeah. that's not it, though. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah. Well, you got me in my feels. I mean, and I love that mindset because I think when you come from an abundance place and, and not a, a scarcity mindset, mm-hmm. I just think that more good just naturally comes your way. And I think us having a friendship, whatever, being, being a guy and a girl, like is very different than me with my girls because a lot of times I think women have a really hard time uplifting other women. There's so much competition there, you know, and especially when you talk about dating and relationships, like I can think of times where women in my circle genuinely were wanting a relationship to fail or weren't happy for somebody when they actually graduated from being single and moved on to a relationship (laughs) and then, you know, got engaged. And it's like, I never understood that. Why would you not be happy for your girlfriend as she's progressing in life? Just like, why would you not be happy for a friend or two strangers who meet over email and each have a podcast? Because it, it just it just doesn't make sense to me. In my mind, we all have our time. We all are going to shine in one way, shape, or form. And I would much rather lift up my brother, lift up my sister, yeah. and be there to celebrate the wins with them. And then also have them be there for me to celebrate my wins. But but we're all going to have our moment to shine. And it's just so sad to me when people can't look past or operate, you know, with a different agenda. It, yeah. It's just mind boggling. So I'm glad that you profess that and that you're so willing to say it. Like a, a lot of people, maybe because they do self-reflect and then they're like, whoa, yeah. I, I do that in the opposite. Yeah. I can't think of any better way. Just to me, it's always just kind of always how I've been. We can all be in this together, all benefiting. That's just kind of how I've always been. I always like would joke with friends. I'm like, man, if I became like a millionaire or something, I'd be fucked up, right? Because I, you know, what I'm saying like I'd be trying to like crack loans to everybody, like yeah. you know, what I'm saying like that's just let, let's all benefit and then. And it can't always be the case. Yeah, man, if I can uplift the people around me, because to me, I also think of it as the the better you get, it forces me to get better, right? Because I like I look at you, I'm like, fuck, Aaron killing it. I got to step up my game. When I see the nerd case guys, I'm like, okay, they're killing it. They killed it this week. I got to step up my game, right? Whether that's mm. better guests or whether that's mm. tightening up the, the, the format of the show, better mm-hmm. interviews, everything. And it's, it's an evolution. Yeah. And so just mm. we rise together. That's it. You have such a big heart. I I just oh, adore that you. about you. I adore that about you. One of my favorite episodes that you did was the episode that you did during the pandemic around Brianna Taylor. And you had the voice clips that you took from, I think it were, you were at a actual, it wasn't a protest, correct? Or, or was it a protest? Man, that seems so long ago. I know, right? Which, which audio clips was, was that one? You you opened your episode with it. You took it on your iPhone. Oh yeah, well yeah, that was me downtown. No, that wasn't. It was just me down there actually. Is that the one where you can hear the bing bing bings from the the yeah. bridge? Yeah. I was down. I biked downtown. There was supposed to be a protest or demonstration, however you like to refer to it, going on downtown. So they had the city had raised the mm-hmm. bridges. And mm-hmm. if you, it's hard for people to who maybe not know the full history or have a good grasp of history of Chicago to understand that Chicago has always been the tale of two cities. And unfortunately, those tales can very easily separate along racial lines, right? There's one side of the city that's mostly black, one side of the city that's mostly white, one side of the city that kind of gets a lot of the money from the city, and one side of the city that doesn't. You know, you can kind of break it down along all those lines. So when the city is like, oh, my God, protests are going to happen, let's raise the bridges, and you get this visual representation of you can't come over to this side of the city, that's a Right. Just the look of your face right now. Yeah. It speaks volumes about and it it harkens on a long, a very Mm -hmm. long history of of tensions. Right. Mm -hmm. Racial, financial, educational, like tons of different tensions. And it becomes this like physical manifestation of it. And I just happened to get down there. And like, I think when I was going, I could see the bridges going up. And I was like, Mm -hmm. no, they're not. And when I got down there and those bridges are loud as hell. So it's like, if you live down there, I'm like, these people have to be going out of their minds. Bing, bing, bing. And I just sat there on the corner. I literally was sitting on a corner 
with my phone and I was like, I got to record this. And I just started recording. And the demonstrations were about, at the time, George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. Mm-hmm. And and it just struck me as like, does the city not understand? You know, and I, which is a refrain I said a lot during that time. But like, does the city not understand how offensive this mm-hmm. act is? Right, this act mm-hmm. is going to offend the people that yeah. you should be trying to work with. And so, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, a lot of people have commented or have told me like they really enjoyed that episode. And I mean, it, it's, it was just honest. Just very yeah. honest. I started recording down there so I could just remember everything I wanted to say. Cause I was just kind of like, oh, okay, this is what we're doing. And I just wanted to talk about it. And I, I don't even remember if I even came back and recorded anything additionally. I haven't listed the episode in forever. But yeah, that so that's how to, how that panned yeah, out. Yeah, no, you you did. You you yeah. have a whole yeah commentary to it. But Tell that's what city. I really, you know. <laughs> Tell them. Tell them how we feel. Right. But I mean, I love that you're using your platform for good. You're using your platform to educate. You're using your platform as a way to bring people together. And I really appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. I, if I achieve that goal, that's really what the goal of the podcast is supposed to be, right? To kind of uplift the city, right? Specifically mm-hmm. Chicago. Um, and I always say that the podcast is about the city, but it's really about people, right? Because it's just talking about, about pe- people, talking with city, people, yeah. but the people mm-hmm. who make this city unique. Right. And initially it was a lot of people I knew because obviously it was very easy. And it was just like, I knew, I know a lot of cool people. Like, yeah. like yeah. It's, it, I think of uh, the original list of people of all, like I had a list of maybe 50 people I want on the podcast. And I think I've gotten maybe a quarter of that list. So some of the other people, people have just kind of flown in. I'm like, oh my God, you're awesome. Let's talk. But yeah, just trying to show people. We came off of four years of having an executive who talked about the city negatively every twist and turn. So the podcast was really born out of just wanting to show people that there are many narratives to the city and interesting people and places. And and the city is so rich in history in so many ways. Just to show that, just to kind of show from my perspective, which is very limited perspective ultimately, but just showing it from my perspective. And um, yeah. 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 One of the biggest news or local news organizations just started a podcast and it's actually about the exact same topic. And I'm sure it has nothing to do with me, but I'm like, look, I'm a trendsetter, baby. <laughs> I did a podcast about the cool people of Chicago and now they're doing a podcast oh, about yeah. the cool people of Chicago. And yeah. it's just like, there's enough for everybody. Same thing, yeah. right? Right. Just because you listen to theirs doesn't mean you can't listen to mine, vice versa. Yeah. And also, there's so many characters in this city that need, that need a platform. They'll never be on Joe Rogan, or, but like they need a platform just so like people can hear and see. Bake, you know, like bake coffee and side practice coffee. I'm a coffee fiend, so obviously a lot of coffee. Just some of the other people I've had on Bina. Which I like that. So many people have reached out to me about that episode. I don't know if you ever listened to that one, but she's just an amazing light of a person doing her thing very similarly to us to uplift people. And she deserves a platform for people just to see how amazing she is. And I'm glad I was able to provide that. So. Uh, The way you just light up when you talk about this, it's funny. It's just like watching your your passion and your joy just like come out in the physical form, which, oh, you. you know, is, is amazing. So you have to stick with it. And, and even if you get the stream job, because well, why not me, right? Why not and, me? and even if you get husband up, because you're going to go on this amazing roller skating date after this. And Girl, <laughs> you just made my day. <laughs> Well, we can talk about that off camera, but she's so adorable. It's just amazing. Oh, I hope she doesn't hear this because she's going to be like, weirdo. You know what I'm saying? Oh, <laughs> stop it. She's going to be flattered. So if my listeners want to find you, if they want to listen to your podcast, uh, how do they do that? Oh, man. So my podcast is called Off the Beaten Podcast. If you go to www, as they all start off, offthebeatenpodcast.com, you can find it. If you search it in all your major podcasting apps, you'll find it. Even if you don't live here in Chicago, you'll get something out of it because it's just these interesting people and interesting. And then if you live in Chicago, you're going to get tons out of it because like it's just basically like a checklist of places to go, people to see. It's just that kind of outlet. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And then definitely check me on Facebook, Off the Beaten Podcast, 
Twitter, Off the Beaten Pod, Instagram, Off the Beaten Podcast. And I am, I've set up, have not posted anything on it, but I've set up a YouTube channel. So even if you look up Off the Beaten Podcast plus life, you can find that there. And I would definitely encourage people to subscribe because I I just discovered that I have a three-day weekend this weekend. (laughs) I didn't know, right? Someone was like, do we get Monday off? I was like, what's Monday? She was like, the 4th of July. I was like, (laughs) oh, I guess we do. It's a, it's a yeah. party of it here. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to your Such a Catch. Why not me? I hope Dion's words echo in your brain every time you think of something that you want or desire. Because why not you? Sometimes the biggest roadblock standing in our way is us. We need to change that. Whether it's getting the courage to ask somebody out, sending that initial DM, or submitting a form on somebody's website. You never know where a small gesture like that can lead. But if you don't try, you'll never know. And you'll never know what could have been. Dion's form submission turned into a lifelong friendship, a wonderful support system, and apparently a subtle backup plan. (laughs) Just in case I find myself single again. Ah, I love that guy. Do something outside your comfort zone this week. Look at yourself in the mirror and say, why not me? Then DM me and let me know what you did because I'm nosy and I want to hear. <laughs> All right, y'all. Have a great week. Oh,